What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 393rd episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I am your host, SBJ. With me today, Will is back. I'm back. Bi-weekly Will. (laughs) Oh, hey. I, I don't have any travel plans so far for the month of February, so... I think you'll you'll be able to hear me every week. Get not have to wait so long for your Pokemon of the Week answers. But I have two an- announcements to make. You ready? I'm ready. Yeah, I'm here. I'm here also to stop this slander of my good name on your stream, Steve. You're what? Oh, what did he do? What did he do? He claimed that I have bad taste in movies because I went and saw Cats twice. I thought Cats was wonderful, I have, and I saw it with you, and well, I had exactly. a wonderful Two evening with your husband and my mom. <laughs> Must exactly. not care about jeans. Must. Are you looking for new hosts? <laughs> don't, don't like cats? Don't wear fancy jeans? I Look, wear, I, je- only, I wear only, Japanese denim. Only eat garbage food? Must like McDonald's above all other things. Like I, I am here to stand on the hill that says I understand Cats is not a great movie, but it's an enjoyable movie. Oh, it I just want is. to point out that Greg equally liked Lion King. He just put all the uh, equally hated Lion King. He just put all the blame what? on me. I like Lion King. You're the one that was saying that it's an unoriginal story. It is unoriginal. <laughs> That's okay. based on what. You, your example was Hamlet, and it is no way, shape, or form Hamlet. Well, no, because the Simba doesn't die at the end. Correct. So, <laughs> and so, somebody's Nala doesn't at drown the end. herself in a pond. You bring me that version of Lion King, and then I'll I'll submit to your Hamlet. <sighs> <laughs> we got a show today. We got a lot of Pokemon Go news. Ugh. We got some movie news. Food Network made some Pokemon cakes. It's <laughs> a heck of a show. Which program did they make the Pokemon cakes on just to warn me? Oh, what which one was it? It was one of the cake challenges, wasn't it? Oh, as long as it wasn't like America's worst chefs or something like that, where they like just do horrible no. things to ingredients. Food Network Challenge, I think is what it's yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good show though. I like it. I've never seen it. So I guess you'll have commentary. Do you want to get the Pokemon Go news out of the way? Yeah, yeah, I love Pokemon Go. Uh, I can't tell if that's sarcasm or not. All right. <laughs> is it coming from Will? Yes, it is. Excuse me. <laughs> I am a pure-hearted, honest young man. Oh. All right. The amount of lies starting with young. Oh, no. This, <laughs> this was uh, sent in from James from our Slack community. This is off The Verge. Pokemon Go's live events drove nearly $250 million in tourism revenue last year. Niantic says its AR games are a boon for host cities of live events. The real question is, does Niantic do what the Olympic does and leave the city in shambles when it leaves? (laughs) Absolutely does. Is that what happens with the Olympics? Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, dear. In shambles. So off the verge here, Niantic Labs says it's uh, live events for augmented reality are a hit with Pokemon Go contributing $247 million in tourism across three cities last year. The announcement on Wednesday paired with the schedule for 2020 events, including Pokemon Go, Ingress Prime, and Harry Potter Wizards Unite, 
Harry Potter Wizards Unite still a game? Hey, you guys were playing it for a bit. Uh, yeah. Niantic uh, says its biggest revenue generator was last year's Pokemon Go Fest in Chicago, which drove $120 million in tourism expenditures from attending players across 64,000 attendees across, uh, attending the four-day event. Uh, Niantic has greatly improved the live event infrastructure in the years since, and its events now largely go off without any issues. Another Pokemon Go Fest was the one in the German city of Dortmund, which drew more players. There was 86,000 attendees at Dortmund, but it only generated six only $60 million in tourism revenue. How did they calculate? I just... How do you know that $1 that was spent was tourism revenue versus somebody else who came in for, like, a business meeting? That would probably be up to the city, right? Because the, city, the, the cities are normally always looking for events. And then oh, I would assume that Chicago knows because it rents out those parks. And then they can set the price to bid for those parks based on... Yeah, but tourism revenue means like all the money that the tourists spend in the restaurants and everything like that, not necessarily the, the renting of the park. It's like what money are they making off of tourists coming to their city? Right, right, right. But like Gen Con knows that too, because like didn't Gen Con say if? Oh yeah, they did. Or just, well, sorry, Gen Indiana. Con knows it because Indianapolis is like, boy, we were making zero dollars for the month of August, <laughs> right. and now all of a sudden we're making like five dollars because that must be Gen Con. <laughs> I have imagined that they have a baseline of normal tourism and factor what has gone above and beyond that for that time period. Like, the middle of summer is not a huge business trip or Chicago tourism time. Well, there's no such thing as Chicago tourism, so that's it no. right there, isn't it? Why would anybody want Why to would go anybody to go Chicago? There? People make different life choices. Well, speaking of events... This is off PokemonGoLive.com, January 22nd. Trainers! The year of 2009 featured an incredible lineup of events for Pokemon Go, from welcoming trainers to three Pokemon Go Fests across three different continents, to hosting our first ever Safari Zone in Brazil, Singapore, and Canada. Every year we aim to go bigger and better than last year. In 2020, you can look forward to more ways we will capture your wallets in more locations. I made up the wallet part. We are pleased to announce our first ever events this year. Number one, the, uh, the Taiwan Lantern Festival in Taichung City. Number two, St. Louis, Missouri Safari Zone. Number three, Liverpool, UK Safari Zone. And number four, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania Safari Zone, which I think is in May, which is only the first five months of the year. So I would assume there will be more Safari Zones at a later date. <laughs> so the non-ticketed special citywide event of the Taiwan Lantern City Festival will take place Thursday, February 6th to Sunday, February 9th. That actually starts on Mewtwo's birthday here. Pokemon will appear a Pokemon appearing will include the electric type Pokemon Mareep and Electric. Volbeat, a bug type Pokemon known for illuminating the skies, will be appearing throughout the city along with Illumise, a bug type Pokemon that guides Volbeat to draw patterns. There's actually a cute scene with those two in Detective Pikachu, the game, at the end where they're lighting up a festival. 
Ilumise is typically only available in North America, South America, and Africa, so locals may want to catch it while they have a chance. They can also catch Unknown L to celebrate the light-themed event, and they can also uh, enjoy the lovely sounds of Chimeco, the wind chime Pokemon. So not ticketed for that event starts actually relatively soon, so I don't know if anyone's scrambling to grab tickets to Taichung City, but if if you need something to do, I guess. There it is. Celebrating the culture of... Uh, this is... Why is Niantic lying to us? <laughs> Celebrating the culture of Missouri <laughs> Safari Zone St. Louis. I... Hmm, maybe the culture of, like, crime. Whoa! Hey! St. Louis that... was nice the last time we were there. Does, is not St. Louis right now number one ranked for crime over... I'm pretty sure it's even higher than Chicago at this point. I don't pay Is attention it? to those things, so I have no idea. Now I have to look it up. All right, you look Continue. it up. I'll tell you what you can expect in the culture of Missouri. We are excited to have our first ever Safari Zone this year take place in St. Louis, Missouri. The culture hub of music, sports, and beautiful parks will be home to Saint L Safari Zone St. Louis's from Friday, March 27th to Sunday, March 29th. I just want to say, like, they couldn't go more south for a March event, like... Missouri still gets cold weather. Taking place in the Tower Grove Park. This will be a ticketed event, so make sure to look out on Twitter, Pokemon Go app, for when tickets go live on Friday, January 24th to 2020. Tickets are mostly sold out, I think, as of this recording. Tickets will be sold through the app at a first-come, first-served basis. No lottery like they did for GoFest. General admission will be $12.00. Uh, and early access is 18. Early access ticket holders will be able to access the game for two hours early. Trainers can look forward to encountering Mankey, Unknown S, Teddy Ursa, Snivy, although they have a picture of Servine, not Snivy. And Feroz, I can't ever say it. I'm trying to say Feroz. It's, it's, I say Pharisee. No, it's not Pharisee. It's, uh, Ferrasso, Ferrasseed, I think. Ferrotho. Ferris, Ferris like iron, Ferrasseed. Not Pharaoh seed, but Ferris. Like no, that's iron. not Ferris. Do I have to bust Ferris up the Ferris is iron. No, it's like based on a tree. Hold on, I got the app right here. Because I know I say it wrong all the time. I'm trying to say it right. I got it for you guys. Ferrasseed. Ferrothorn. That's some... Mm, I almost mm -hmm. said a profanity for my first time fur, ever recording like this program. Fur, fur, some, fur is the beginning of some kind of tree, right? Like a voracious tree or something? What? Or, what? I don't know. Tree? What do I look like? A treeologist? You got deciduous, you got evergreen. <laughs> the only two trees. <laughs> in, in a certain category, yes. Ferrasseed. Uh, Wait, how did they say it? Ferrasseed. Ferrasseed. I hate it. I actually, actually hate it. I do too. Ferrasseed. Th we'll get saying, to why mm. they say it like that in a second. Ferrasseed throughout the park. Trainers from the Northern Hemisphere can sing for joy. Greg will be... No, I'm sorry. Chatot, which is usually appearing only in the Southern Hemisphere, will be appearing in Tower Grove Park. All right, I'll stop here. Greg, do you have the crime records? I do. Uh, St. Louis is listed as the most dangerous right now. <laughs> oh, but and I love St. Louis so much. Detroit, they have a good museum. Detroit, number two, Baltimore, number three, Memphis, number four, Kansas City, number five. Oh, 
And what's number six? Probably Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. Milwaukee. Milwaukee. Heck yeah. Mm. (laughs) Get yourself a PBR and get yourself robbed. Here we go. Uh, Will and I went to St. Louis together. I know. That's why I'm like, keep everybody's. You, you guys keep saying like, oh, it's going to be so cold. We were there for Irene's birthday in January, and it was not that cold. Yeah, I checked the uh, weather for 2018 for the same time, and it was 50 degrees. Yeah, that's not bad at all. So the Heck, that's t-shirts weather. <laughs> weather. So the, I mean, it's t-shirts weather here, but the, I don't know. That's going to be the same for everybody. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I know Saturday sold out pretty instantly. I think it sold out within an hour. I don't know about Friday and Sunday as of as of this recording. Uh, but the the twelve dollars is from noon to six. So you're getting about you're getting six hours of play for twelve for twelve dollars. And then if you want two extra hours, it's eighteen dollars, um, which is a little different than Pokemon Go Fest. I think Pokemon Go Fest was ten to six, was it not? I don't. It definitely didn't start at twelve, unless I'm misremembering. I know Pokemon Go Fest. The early access was like eight to six, and then normal access was ten to six. Yeah, I think is the way that went. Yeah, people are 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 jumping to the fact that Teddy Ursa might be shiny here, just based off the fact that it, they they seem to mention it. Trainers can encounter Mankey, already shiny, unknown S, Teddy Ursa, Snivy, and Fr- Frost Seed throughout the park. Liverpool. Uh, ready your sails. The UK's first ever safari zone will be taking place in the beautiful waterfront of Liverpool. Enjoy this ticketed event in a magnificent 235-acre Sefton Park from Friday, April 17th to Sunday, April 19th. During this maritime-themed event, trainers will have the oppor- opportunity... Maritime. 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 During this what? Uh, trainers will have the opportunity to catch Krabby, Dratini... Chin Chow, Unknown V, and Oshawott in the wild. Relicanth, typically only available in New Zealand, and Samoa, is that Samoa? Yeah. And some other islands in the, (laughs) sorry, other islands in the Southwest Pacific (laughs) will be also appearing in the wild. Be sure to catch one if you haven't already did. Interest, interested in spending the week, the spring weekend by the water with some splashy water type Pokemon? Question mark. Be sure to grab your ticket when they go live Friday, January thirty first, twenty twenty. Tickets will be first come, first serve. General admission and will be twelve pounds, and early access will be eighteen pounds. Early access ticket holders will be able to access the event early and receive two additional hours of gameplay. And then finally, get ready for the Safari Zone, Philadelphia. Finally, we will be hosting a Safari Zone in Philadelphia from Friday, May 8th to Sunday, May 10th. Tickets will be first come, first serve, $12, 18 early access, you get it. Be sure to make sure you plan early, obtain transportation, accommodation. We can't wait to see you trainers, Pokemon Go team. How, how are you saying that city? Philadelphia? Or Liverpool? I, 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 it's Philadelphia. That's what I said. You said Philadelphia. You keep saying Dell. Dell. Philadelphia. Better. Philadelphia. Yes. Dell. Dell. Mice. <laughs> think of the. Think of the Wisconsin Dells. Okay. That you want to fill with water. Philadelphia. Philadelphia. All right. All right. All right. I hear you. Uh, no Pokemon uh, announced for that. So yeah, let's talk about this. It's a lot. Nothing about Pokemon Go Fest. 
I don't think mm. they can walk away from Pokemon Go Fest because I think the branding around Pokemon Go Fest is very strong. Is their contract done? Their contract, contract with in- Chicago is done. Yeah, I think they can walk away from it. I think they can walk away with it. <laughs> I think they got I think, I think they gotta do one more. And then Why? they just commit to Safari Zones. But the, I think the Safari Zone brand internationally is, is a lot stronger, much stronger than GoFest because GoFest was just US. Well, I agree. I don't know. Are they? They're not going to walk away from Dortmund. We don't know. We don't know if that contract is up. Yeah, but that was a Safari Zone. Wasn't no, that it? that was a GoFest. There was three GoFests no. last year. One was maybe they'll only have GoFest in Europe now. Maybe I just think their summers are too strong, and they did go out of their way to say that Chicago made $120 million in revenue. I wouldn't be surprised if Chicago tries to get another one to two years out of them because I don't think they just walked away from that contract and said, yeah, we're good. <laughs> I'm sure Chicago was like, do you want another year um, or two? I mean, Chicago might, but that doesn't mean that they want... I mean, Chicago's expensive. Yeah. And like Chicago is really expensive, and I unless Chicago really gave them a super 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 sweet deal, I don't know that they're going to want to say, "Oh, because of history, we'll go back there." Like I don't, I don't see a lot of with these uploaded up front. I I think they will want to do more events around the U.S in smaller venues that probably don't cost as much. I think so too. But uh, but here's a here's a thing. These events didn't send out sell out. GoFest sells out. That's a, that's actually the surprising thing to me is that, you know, the tickets went on sale at 8 and at like 11 o'clock you could still get tickets. Yeah, but I think the bigger question is did the two locations sell more, even though they didn't sell out, than one Chicago? Oh, I'm, because- I'm, I'm, well, I'm, I'm, well, the other tickets are on sale, but I'm sure. I mean, this is what we said on the podcast before, is like, why keep doing one location when you right. could do multiple locations and make even more money? And if you don't sell out, then great. I just don't like- think, I just think that GoFest is, look, I'm not advocating for GoFest. I, I think this way is better. Uh, I just think that they would do GoFest as a, like, okay, here is an all-day thing. Here is the thing that sells out. This is, like, the 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 Super Bowl, the WrestleMania, the Olympics of our year. And we use this to kick off our, our summer. And their summer is always very, very good. Like, I suspect after summer... Uh, in like September, October, they will have an event in like the Portland area or the Seattle area or the California area because that area seems to be forgotten about. I mean, they have one in the middle of the U.S., St. Louis, and they have one on the East Coast, Pennsylvania. Man, if they have one in Portland, I'm in. I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> really? I love Portland. Yeah, oh, absolutely. That was on my list of cities I could have moved to. Portland is beautiful. I mean, it is, but... I mean, I'm sure there will be another one in South America. I'm sure Australia will get one. I wouldn't be surprised if they try India. Japan will obviously have something over Pikachu Outbreak. There's more than one place in Europe, so I, I completely suspect them to do a lot more Safari Zones. I'm just curious of, like, I feel like they have to do one more year of GoFest just because, like, 
They didn't say they were done with it, and it does really kick off their summer, which is the most successful they've ever been is during the summer. Nah, I think GoFest is dead. That's my prediction. I think GoFest has a mixed history. So, like, people still report about the disastrous first GoFest. That's so true. I would, I would think that they'd be like, you know what, we're just going to leave that behind. Like, we did we did a good one, we had a bad one, let's just <laughs> well, call it even and be Two out. good ones, one bad one. I can definitely see, maybe they go like, hey, instead of GoFest, we're doing two Safari Zones at the same time, one in Chicago, one in Houston. I could see them doing that. And these are a little bit more special because they're going to kick off our summer. How are they going to distribute Shaman? Or <laughs> whatever <Bikini>. other <laughs> mythical Pokemon they distribute at these events. Speaking of changing things up, the other thing they've announced here is uh, Community Day. Make your voices heard. Trainers, Community Day is a key piece of what makes Pokemon Go a unique gaming experience. It's an event that encourages all trainers to go out and play one day a month. And we've ended... <laughs> Multiple days a month you force us to play together, Pokemon Go. And we've endlessly you make me spend time with my friends. How dare you? <laughs> we endlessly inspired that by impact uh, it had on building local communities. To allow Community Day to live up to its name, we are letting trainers everywhere vote on the next Pokemon. Quote unquote, sure, sure you are. I believe this. Voting is next weekend. Uh, you will vote by collecting research tasks and then completing the research tasks. Uh, if you don't want to vote for a specific Pokemon, they encourage you to delete their task and find another task, and they said that they will fairly spread out the tasks and whatnot. Oh, so it's a limited number of candidates. There's four. I have all four here for you. I thought I could vote for any Pokemon. No, nope. I have four. Denied. I have four for you. The 2020 February Community Day candidates. Here you go. Number one, Vulpix. Okay, number two, please. Number two, Mudshop. Nothing? All right, what about... What do you want from me? What do you want me from the arm stealer? We know that Machop, the whole line is bad. What do you want? What about Rhyhorn? No, bad, boring. All right, can I win you over with a little Dratini? Already did it. Yeah, no. All of these are bad. Except for yeah. the Vulpix. The Vulpix Vulp- is I guess Vulpix wins. Yeah. Okay. All, Am I getting both kinds of Vulpix? Ex- or I'm just excited one kind? that if any of these win, I can probably skip Community Day. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, although, nah, nah. although, big news, big changes at the Mall of America. What? So previously, there was a rumor that they were going to start removing stops from Mall of America, because Mall of America didn't want Pokemon Go people in there. Didn't want all of our business buying, you know, uncooked cookie dough and ice cream and etc. But how the tables have turned. For now, that very mall is encouraging people to come for Community Day, and businesses are starting to offer Community Day specials. Well, well, well. Oh, the tables have turned. So, Mall of America can go buy cheap food So, Mall of America, Go Fest, 2020 confirmed? Yeah. It's indoors. When you buy a ticket, you're restricted to a floor. Third floor. Third floor is best floor. Then you get one ride 
on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles ride. That's I don't it. want that. No, no, no. I want the SpongeBob roller coaster no, or the Fairly Odd Parents roller coaster. Neither. You get TMT or nothing. Well, then yeah, nothing. bubble Thanks. guppies or nothing. There's no bubble guppies. Oh, bubble guppies is there at the Mall of America. Oh yeah. Where? Where? It's like some entrance. I don't even know what a bubble guppy is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but there's a new fancy M&M store coming where the America Girl doll store used to be. So we're going to get all sorts of wild M&M flavors now. It's very exciting. There, this is the, the four Pokemon here are not randomly picked. Look, Nia- here Niantic, we go. Niantic makes a lot of bad decisions. We've already established that. I would assume that a lot of their decisions are probably uh, throttled by the Pokemon Company because they have to get pretty much everything approved through the Pokemon Company International. But they didn't just randomly pick four Pokemon out of the available 500 Pokemon available. Like Will said, some of these Pokemon have existed before, like Dratini. So I want to go through this and point out the logic here uh, because at the end of this... I think it I think Greg's right. I don't think it matters who wins because there are, the all four of these were picked for a reason. Niantic is going to do the Niantic thing, which is going to be we'll see a press release in a week or a month that'll say trainers, we're so proud that you went out there and you voted uh because of your because of your dedication, we're going to give you all four of these. They're going to do something <gasps> like that because they always do because yep. it's Niantic. And the research things you don't you vote on don't actually matter because they'll never actually re- release the results. It's already decided. I- I'm not going to go into their special moves or whatnot. They all have special moves, but let's start with Vulpix. Alolan Vulpix is already available as a shiny, um, but regular Vulpix is not. Uh, so there's there's two reasons why Vulpix is added to this list. The number one reason is Vulpix is a very popular Pokemon. It has a lot of merchandise in the Pokemon Center. Alolan Vulpix and Vulpix are quite a duo now. But more importantly, Niantic is using this Pokemon to test if people are okay with a two-stage Pokemon. Vulpix into Ninetales, no third evolution. Ooh. So that's why Vulpix is originally picked. Now you could say, well, Pikachu existed, and that's true because Pichu, well, Pichu's Pikachu's three, but Pichu's locked in eggs. You can do the default answer of Pikachu doesn't count because it was the first one. And it's Pikachu. Very hard to compare any Pokemon to Pikachu. Okay. So that's why Vulpix is on this list. Very popular. They're testing to see if people are okay with not having a three-stage evolution. I think the answer is obvious. Yes, Vulpix is one of the peop- uh, one of the Pokemon that is very vocal on Reddit and Twitter of wanting to win. Number two is Machop. The obvious Machop is one of the best fighting type Pokemon in the game. Uh, but the reason Machop is on that list is one, because of that, but number two is because Machop's shiny is already available. So what this means is Niantic is testing to see if somebody, uh, if our, the community is okay with a community day of a sh- Pokemon that is already available in the shiny. This matters for a couple reasons. One, because eventually they're going to run out of shiny Pokemon, right? <laughs> like the, the drip through, the drip feed of shiny Pokemon is catching up with itself. Um, we're almost through Gen 5. I hate to break it to people. Gen 7 and Gen 6, 7, and 8 have a very small pool of Pokemon compared to Gen 5 and the previous gens. Very true. Mm. And we're, we're, getting, we're getting near the end. So Machop's, Machop's Shiny has been available, but this Pokemon is on the list because it is 
the one of the best in gyms and raids, and it's already shiny. So Niantic is testing that specifically if people are okay with that. Now, Rhyhorn's on the list for the same reasons as Machop. Uh, it's very good in raids and gyms, uh, but its shiny is not available. It is a three-stage evolution um, that requires a Sinnoh Stone. We already know that people are okay with that. They did with that with Swinehub, Swinehub and with Ralts. But more importantly, Rhyhorn is very readily available for anyone in a ground biome. It's, it's the Pokemon on the list that is not shiny, but also doesn't come from a 10k egg. Uh, so Niantic is testing that to see if people are okay with a Pokemon that wouldn't be as rare. You know, prior to Community Days, it was almost impossible to find a Dratini. It was almost impossible to find a Ralts or a Beldum. Now, they did kind of do that with Swinub, uh, but you could maybe argue that the reason Swinub got featured is because it was the Year of the Pig, but this is why Rhyhorn is on the list. Um, and you could see them doing that with Weedle or Sfeel, you know, these Pokemon that are very common, but we don't specifically have Shinies of yet. And then the last one is the biggest tell of why this list is created. Again, none of these four were specifically... They, were, they just didn't throw them in a bucket and then puke them out and say, well, these are the four we got. Dratini is on the list to prove, can they repeat another community day? Can we take a Pokemon that we did almost two years ago, and can we recycle it again? Dratini is extremely popular. Uh, you don't really find it in the wild. If you hatch a lot of 10k eggs, of course you're going to get a lot of Dratinis, but that's not who community day is targeting. Community day is targeting people who will go out, maybe spend $4, and get everyone together. Niantic doesn't care about the people who get a million Dratinis or already caught a million Dratinis on Community Day because those people are going to spend money even if they whine and pout that they've had this Community Day before. It's very clear that, the, that the, a lot of players were not playing when Dratini Community Day came around. So, again, at a certain point, they're going to run out of shiny Pokemon to add, and they're going to have to recycle community days or recycle like with the machop situation this pokemon's already shiny uh can we do a community day for it because uh, they got to do 12 a year <laughs> so that's why dratini is on the list did they already prove they can redo them with the last community day in december which was all of them yeah but those are always like nobody plays it because it's christmas yeah, no one plays it, and the odds are the odds are not nearly as high on those days. I think instead of yeah, one in twenty five, they're like, like such one a in, variety. They're of like them. one yeah. in seventy or something. I I think all of these will eventually be community days this year. I don't think Snivy is going to be March. Gen five is not even six months old yet. By the time we got the Gen four starters, it was already eleven months in the game. If they were to do Snivy in March. And then Tepig in Tepig in May, and then Oshawott in July. Then we're done with Gen Five starters, and Gen Six starters wouldn't even be out yet. For those that are like, well, the pattern of they always rotate starters. Patterns. The pattern would either end now of they they hold back on Snivy and they don't give it to you in March. I mean, it's possible they that they do Snivy in March, but it's going to end, and Gen Six won't be out yet. And then what are they supposed to do at that point? They're not going to give you Fennekin right away because they need to artificially make something rare for like six months and then give it to you after that, right? That's like what they... they there's an artificial rarity in Go. And after a year, that Pokemon is no longer rare. <laughs> and they move on to the next one. 
there's there's not a situation though. Going back to this community, there's not a situation here where Vulpix wins and they go, well, I guess we'll never give Rhyhorn a community day. <laughs> like they're never going to do that. No, but they will because we voted for it. Don't you understand? If we all don't do those, we have control over their release schedule. It's direct feedback. Five head. Machop. Evolve Machop into Machamp using the exclusive move payback. There's not going to be a situation ever where Machop doesn't get payback. They've already pretty much guaranteed that whether it's this event or a future event, they're going to give Machop payback. <laughs> I Like, for me, it doesn't matter what wins. I wouldn't be surprised if Dratini wins because, again, I think people are underestimating the amount of casual people that don't specifically care about whether something is good or not a lot of people just really like dragon knight and if they started playing literally any time after the dratini community day and they don't spend money on incubators they probably don't have a lot of dratini <laughs> and i can't remember the last time i found dratini in the wild that wasn't maybe like a one-off event where they did for a weekend where Dratini spawned. I mean, unless you're counting those like October or the December community day stuff. But even then, there wasn't that many Dratini too. That that's what I think. I think that like all of the, I I don't think there's a guaranteed winner in this batch. Uh, even though it, people might point to the obvious of it being Rhyhorn because it's not shiny and it's a good attacker. I just I'm voting for Vulpix. I don't care. I just mm -hmm. need a little cutie. Yep. Last bit of news is the lunar event is happening now, and there will be a Minchino community day. When you're you're listening to this on Monday, it would be the upcoming Sunday. It would be on. What was that February second? I think February second. Yep. Let's take a break. Uh, when we come back, we have some Pokemon cake. Oh yeah, we do. And uh, some global link news. We will be right back. Pokemon Snap 2. Pokemon Snap 2. Why is there not a Pokemon Snap 2? 2. 2. I pre-ordered it right now. Right now. Right now. This was sent in by Gabe from our Attic channel in Slack off Kotaku. The Pokemon Cakes episode of Food Network Challenge is a glorious mess. Mm -hmm. In last night's episode of the competitive cooking show Food Network Challenge for professional bakers. There needs to be a big asterisk there. Attempted to create cakes <laughs> resembling popular pocket monsters. You make a Squirtle cake in two hours. In the first round of the new episode, which is available on Food Network's website, bakers were given two hours to create edible versions of Pokemon characters. Once completed, the creations would be judged by a panel of baking experts, and one competing baker would be eliminating. The remaining three would go on to round two, building another Pokemon to face off in the battle scene. Well, it's very obvious who lost the first round. Will, describe to me this, uh, Sobble. I mean, the Sobble doesn't look too 
bad compared to some of the other ones, but <laughs> I mean, it looks like a sobble. Maybe the head's a little too big, but um, a lot of uh, what is that stuff called? Fondant. Fondant that you're not supposed to eat. Well, you, you can, can eat it. it. Uh, you don't want to, but no. you can. Yeah. But it's sitting on a lily pad? That's, that's, I, I applaud their innovation for having the sobble on a lily pad like that. Not sure what the little fin on the top of its head is made out of. That's, that's definitely different. Certainly, it's a real very blocky. Blue it's a real blocky cake. boy. Didn't, didn't do so good on the, on the hands <laughs> and the feet. I like how its head comes to like a complete like 90 degree angle. Yep. Yep. And it's got just two little pokes in the front for his nose. Like just whoop whoop. Greg, describe this litten to me. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen a doll made from the 1800s? Yeah. Basically, it's like a sack filled with sawdust with arms stretched straight out. It kind of <laughs> made me think of uh, Gumby. <laughs> a little bit. Or, or Davy and Goliath. Davy and Goliath. Yeah. Gumby and Davy are probably more animated than this monstrosity. Like, the head is pretty good. Like they got they got the head good, but minus they also the one whisker coming out of its eye. Minus the one whisker coming out of its eye. The head is also not the right size for that body, which no. we learned from Cats the movie is a problem. Yeah. Maybe they just got done seeing cats. They, they were could've. inspired. They were inspired to make this. I mean, this is not a Jellicle Litten. <laughs> it is not. <laughs> it is not the Jellicle choice. I'll tell you that much. I mean, all the all the all the pieces are there. It's unhappy, that's for sure. Yeah, and it definitely has a whisker coming out of its eyeball. Why wouldn't you make a Litten that was on all four legs rather than Be trying to make one standing up? Because it's gonna fight. This Litten is for fight. <sighs> No. Yeah, I don't know. Because don't you, with like these cakes, don't you use wires on the inside? Yeah. The arm, they, they, so the they arms are probably Rice Krispies. To, I bet. Yeah. To like that, and they probably use Rice Krispies to, to make To call these the, things a cake is a, is a real stretch of the you know, <laughs> definition you know of what, cake. You know what? probably the most disturbing about the Litton one? Is the fact that the whiskers actually look like another set of baby doll arms? Yeah, <laughs> that are poking out of its face. That is that is probably yeah. the most disturbing aspect. Uh, Will describe this uh, beautiful no. chikorita I'm looking at. The uh, chikorita, I think, is the worst of them all. They they didn't put the little necklace on it at all. I don't think that was the problem. <laughs> uh, the the it's it's just not the right proportions. No. I feel like they pulled up a picture of Bayleaf and Chikorita. And they didn't know there was a difference between the two. Yeah, yeah. Welcome to Bayarita. It's like Chikorita was evolving, and they like jammed on the B button real quick, and then made a cake out of it. And the the hind legs are <laughs> no. It looks like they started making a brontosaurus and went, that's not right. It no. has a leaf on its head. It also looks like its stomach is about to puke out all the inwards. <laughs> Innards? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. no, not, not puke. Uh, it's more like alien face hugger, that kind of thing coming out of the body. Yeah. The eyes are cute. 
the the Sabo, the Litten, and the Chikorita went against uh, a very, very well done Mudkip. That the also Mudkip is excellent. Well, except the Mudkip is grotesque. Well, no, yeah. the Mudkip's good. It squirts water yeah. at you. Nobody needs a cake that squirts Air, water Aaron. at you. First, Earler. I'm going to say this. Look, only in Europe do they dip their cake into liquids. All right? First, you covered it being grotesque by calling it Mudkip. Second, oh, it's no. innovative how they got it to squirt water. By sticking a tube through it? That's nothing yeah. innovative it's about like, that. Uh, its proportions are really good, too. Yeah. But also, once again, why is Mudkip standing on two legs? Because it's standing is a up to water gun. You don't have to stand up to water gun. I have used that move plenty of times. Okay, so then round two went on. I, I, it doesn't say here, but I'm pretty sure the Chikorita lost. Pretty sure the Chikorita oh, lost. Oh, it doesn't, It doesn't <laughs> appear in anything else in any of these other pictures. In number two, uh, Greg described to me this Pikachu. So it's a it's the new version of Pikachu. It's much thinner. It's jumping <laughs> through a hoop for some reason. And instead of actually having hands, they gave it two tasers. They really did give it, like, They gave tasers. it two tasers. I, I was going to be charitable and say that there were fireworks shooting out of its hands, but no, that's a piece of electronics that yeah. sparks. Yeah. It's, they're two tasers. It's got no hands. It's got and two tasers. Why? Its mouth is just, like, there's just something disproportionately wrong about that, where, like, the mouth and the cheeks and the... it's. Uh, I mean, it's not the worst. Let's be honest. The Pikachu is not the was, worst. The Pikachu um, at least looks like a Pikachu that's going to tase you. Made by the Mudkip girl. Yeah. I'm concerned that they have the water squirting at the tase hand. <laughs> like, this yeah. is just a recipe she, The for... question is, where did she get the water? Like, did she prep this? Did she, like, know that she was going to make Pikachu and she brought in well, some no, fireworks? They, they uh, just basically use... Um, Sugar, so for sugar sculpting, you have the big plunger that you put the sugar in, and then you can you can put it into tubes so that it hardens easy, so you can sculpt sugar. So they basically just use the existing candy-making apparatus to shove a tube up Mudkip and have it shoot water out. They just use that. Like, those are fairly common baking supplies for decorating. Yeah, but the fireworks, I don't think, is a fairly... Yeah, the fire... I'm not sure <laughs> where she... she pulled the taser from, apart from maybe, like... Her belongings, like I'll just attach the taser here. Mm. Will, can you describe the Squirtle? Well, I mean, it's very happy. Uh, <laughs> it kind yeah. of resembles the uh, the Rainbow Squirtle book cover. Yeah, kind of. Uh, tails wrong. It's about twice the size <laughs> of Litten. <laughs> If it falls like, over, Litten's gone. Maybe they thought for. if we make it bigger, it'll be easier to sculpt. I'm uh, sure. The the shell is submerged underwater. I'll be charitable. It is yeah, submerged well, it, under the wave that it's, is coming behind the Squirtle. It's clearly summoning surf. It's like a giant yes. surfing wave to come crush this tiny little creepy 1900s doll, Litten. <laughs> it's just so scary looking but the best for last because from what I can tell is they all had to be doing some sort of attack like they all had to do something yeah I don't and think as of this recording the final episode has aired yet because we went from four to three and then I would assume it would go to three 
too. Yeah, but they have yeah. a different they have a different uh, challenge every week. So I mean, it depends the, on the which Pokemon which one is it over. is. They usually eliminate Ash's second round, and then they do a third round and, and who declare the winner. And a lot of them. So it could be that there's one more thing they had to do. Well, but, it doesn't say who made the Bulbasaur, but I'm assuming it's the Sobble person, since Chikorita person definitely got knocked out. Uh, most likely, yeah. Unless they skipped what the Sobble person made, and we're assuming that the Mudkip person well, no, made they, the Bulbasaur? I mean, all of these things look like they had to pick one that matched the type weaknesses, so I'm imagining that the Bulbasaur was against the Sobble. Sobble. And it shoots leaves, which are very cute. Well, well, yeah, it's really cool. So this actually. episode will be on today at four PM Central for those of us who have the Food Network. Boy, somebody won ten thousand dollars for making one of these monstrosities. Yeah, they did. The Bulbasaur is actually really good, though. <sighs> yeah. So this looking, well, you at can't this... see the whole Bulbasaur. Why is it suspended in the air like that? So it can got... shoot the leaves. It, it shot itself up with vine whip. So <sighs> this looks no. like it is this. The one where they all complete all in one show. So there should be another yeah. challenge after this. Because episode three is Wizard of Odds Cakes, which that looked like they did a much better job. Oh, I just said the way Food Network challenges. Yeah, they, yeah. they finish the challenge every episode and then it's a different challenge. Um, so the, the previous episode to this was Back to the Future Cakes. And then next week it's going to yeah. be Monopoly Cakes. Ooh. That Chikorita... Baker should be very disappointed with themselves. <laughs> should never, never show themselves on TV again. And it's almost like the easiest Pokemon to do because it's just a stupid pear thing. Yeah, it's just, it's just a blob with a bunch of blobs around his necks. How did you go so wrong? I'm telling you, it looks like they pulled up a picture of Bayleaf and didn't realize it was a different Pokemon. Probably, they must have. I think that the only thing easier would be to like to have made a Ditto. You know, <laughs> just a ditto cake. But even if they did a bay leaf, they didn't do the necklace. No, I know. That's, I mean, that's they got it. the body. And all you had to do is take, um, what are those, like, the little candies that I like? The lime ones? The green? The with gumdrops? The, like, green spice drops? Yeah. You just do that and a ring around the thing's neck. Done. I don't right, want to do we're going on this show next time. We have a year to learn how to bake. I oh, you like just throw some flour and water really and egg and easy milk to and make mix the whole it around. Things a circle. Circle cakes are hard. Nah, they Wait. look at how many heads they made. I don't know Wait, if they like mastered that. Like a globe that. cake or a circle cake? What are you talking here? No, like like a lot of the bakers got the circle shape right. Like Litton's head is look, good. Mudkip's head is good. If this was my challenge, is a charge a bug cake? <laughs> 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 it's a square. <laughs> I just, I, 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 outside of this whole discussion of this particular, I don't understand the whole, I want a cake that's actually a sculpture. I want a cake I can eat. I want a sheet cake that I could grab by the fistful and shove down my throat. Well, and it better be delicious. No, that, but no, don't, waste. This is wasteful. Yeah, but that's what weddings do. They make a pretty oh. cake that you won't eat, and then there's like 50 sheet cakes in the back that they serve to everybody. And then they steal the cake and hide yep. it or something. That's true. <laughs> they, here's what they should have done. They should have all done Pokemon Quest cakes, because they're all square. Yeah, they really... Done and done. I don't, I don't think some of them were educated in Pokemon. He has a point, Chikorita girl. <laughs> this was a... Chikor, uh, Chikorleaf. 
This was sent in by Lance from our attic channel in Slack off Pokemon.com. Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution on Netflix. I so just to to step this back a second. This is the movie we were supposed to get in November of 2018 that everybody was like, "Well, I guess we're not getting that movie, right?" Yep, that yep. one. Okay, this was the movie that did extremely well in Japan, in Korea, and never came to the United States. Let me read Pokemon.com here. Start popping the popcorn now. <laughs> Greg and Will. Or uh, it's popped. Go to your I have a store downstairs store. for me that specializes in popcorn. As the latest Pokemon animated movie will soon be premiering as a Netflix original. The CGI animated film Pokemon Movie Strikes Back. Mewtwo Strikes Back. Or movie strikes back, whatever you want. Evolution is a reimagining of Pokemon the first movie, which was originally released in North America in 1999. The new movie what? was oh, a yeah. major hit when it debuted in Japan last year and became one of the top grossing films during the opening weekend there. In Pokemon Mewtwo Strikes Back Evolution, researchers discover and exploit Max Raid Dens in order to get shiny Pokemon. Oh, wait, no, hold on. Wait, no. Uh, researchers Back discover an, and exploit a fossil of the mythical Pokemon Mew, unleashing a creation that goes against the very laws of nature. Mewtwo, a legendary Pokemon intended for, a, for use as a tool of destruction. But yes. as Mewtwo becomes aware of its own dubious origin, it begins to resent its human creators and seeks revenge. Ash, Pikachu, and their friends find themselves at the center of its rampage. Mewtwo's evolution will uh, debut on Netflix February 27th, Pokemon Day. Oh, in time for my anniversary. If you're not following the, uh, what are they calling it? The streaming wars right yeah. now. Netflix is uh, in. Losing? I don't think they're losing. I don't think they're losing. Netflix is in mm. uh, competition with like HBO and Disney right now and Apple. Um, those are probably the big four, right? Disney, Apple, HBO, and Netflix. Because Disney owns yeah, Hulu. I so Hulu Disney doesn't count. Hulu, so Hulu doesn't count. Uh, yeah. I, uh, I guess I I hate saying Apple. Wait, wait. What about YouTube TV? That's I, that's didn't very they give popular. up on original content? Oh, oh, you mean in create? But wait, buying a Pokemon movie is not original content. No, well, I mean it's original in the fact that this is literally <laughs> the only place you can see it. Like that, that in itself is well exclusive content. It's exclusive concept. It's not original content. I'm curious of how long... So it's it's not surprising to me that, like, this movie is coming to Netflix. It's more interesting to me of, like, how long this was this deal was in the works. Um, because I'm sure Netflix probably paid a pretty penny for this. Not probably because this movie is going to be particularly good. I mean, the first Mewtwo... Like, Mewtwo... Mewtwo the first Pokemon movie is not great. It's fine. What? But it's... The, the like, if if everyone just took off their nostalgia glasses, that movie is no, like I refuse to take off my nostalgia glasses. That movie and you can't make me. That movie is like 
20 minutes of Mewtwo at the end of all the Pokemon brainlessly fighting each other. And then it's like all of this time waste of how Ash and company get to the island. <laughs> like a lot of people, I think, forget that uh, part of the movie. But they spend your, your version of time waste and my version of time waste are vastly different. That is rich character background they spend so much time in like there's not even a pokemon center it's like a warehouse like trying to decide how to get to this island you certainly remember this movie much differently than i do there's it's it's pretty it's a pretty boring movie the the pokemon companies we've, we've learned one thing they're really good at making money <laughs> so i'm sure they got paid very well by netflix to have this movie on netflix Overall, it's interesting that we didn't get this movie when we were supposed to, because, to back up the truck, the Pokemon Company, okay, so whether or not you, you, you liked Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee, Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee was a, a, a game that used the Gen 7 engine. So they, they didn't really have to remake an entire engine like they did for Gen 8. They needed more time with Gen 8, saw that the Switch was finally successful, and they figured that remaking Pokemon Yellow, which is what Let's Go Pikachu, Let's Go Eevee is, it's a remake, or in their words, a reimagining, which they use here in Mewtwo Strikes Back. So remake, remaking, reimagining Pokemon Yellow on the Switch was the right choice. So some would argue it was the right choice because Pokemon Go was an undeniable success. Those people are right. Um, some people would say it was they did it because people love Gen 1, which is undeniably true. <laughs> Those people are right. And then some people would say they only did this because they needed a, a one game a year. And those people are right as well. There's no reason... Why the Pokemon Company shouldn't put out one game a, week, a year if it sells 11 million copies. That's a lot of copies. <laughs> um, so all those people are right. But on top of that, it's, there wasn't, there wasn't a coincidence that they took the time. Like, they didn't, they didn't make Let's Go with the, like, oh, we need to put something out. Like, they, they planned Let's Go. And they planned to remake the first Pokemon movie at the same time. They, like, 100% knew what they were doing. They were capitalizing on nostalgia and on Pokemon Go players, sure. But the, the, the goal was we're going to put out a childhood favorite, Pokemon Yellow, and we're going to put out the Mewtwo movie again, which is also a childhood favorite, at the same time and capitalize on that. And they did that successfully in Japan, but... For whatever reason, I don't know if they couldn't strike a deal with theaters, because that movie would have done well here. It would have done that. Oh, I, I think definitely, yeah, it would have been, been great. I, I think a lot of people would have been like, I loved the first movie, and now it's a CGI version of it. Heck yeah. So that, that's the, that's the like, takeaway from this entire conversation, is like I don't think we'll ever know what happened of like why this movie didn't make it to theaters. Like, yeah, sure, Pokemon Day is a convenient time, but I'm sure they they secured that deal a long time ago. Like, I'm sure they secured that deal a couple months ago, and they were like, well, let's just hold it to Pokemon Day. Because there was 
a Mewtwo distribution in Let's Go in Japan. There was a Mewtwo. Then at one point, we randomly got a Mewtwo distribution in the UK, and they decided to tie that in with a TCG release. And then right before Sword and Shield came out, they were like, well, we might as well give you guys your Mewtwo, I <laughs> guess. Best Buy gave us some money, so here's Mewtwo and let's go right before Sword and Shield came out, which is fine. But, like, you know they were saving the Mewtwo for this movie that never came out. Um, and I don't think a lot of people put two and two together. Like, the reason they made the, remade this movie was the same reason they remade Let's Go. They were going to put them out at the same time together. And it just, again, goes to show you that the Pokemon company is really good at hitting on all these cylinders that other companies aren't doing. Like, they don't just brainlessly put out games or movies without this supplemental content to benefit each other. They're really smart at this. They're really good at this. But for some reason, this movie didn't make it out in the United States um, or anywhere else outside of Korea and Japan in 2018. It may be that they always distribute through the, um, what is it called? Yeah, and that maybe Phantom is not doing so good. Yeah, I remember emailing Phantom and I said, like, when, are, are you guys doing tickets for this? When is this coming? And they were like, oh, we, have, we haven't heard anything from the Pokemon company about this movie yet. Hmm. So maybe that's where the rift is. I mean, they're still doing a lot of events. I see their ads all the time. Phantom? Yeah. Yeah, but it may be that the that the Pokemon events weren't making that much money for it them. Probably not enough to well, eat up. I know. I know space. the power of us didn't do well in theaters, but I choose you mm. did because people like Gen One. <laughs> yep. Well, one spitting, twice shy. There you go. I got some sad news for you guys. No. What? I'm fine with it. This is off Pokemon.com. Pokemon Global Link end of service announcement. I, this is like unnews because everybody <laughs> thought that it was dead five years ago. No, I use it every day. For what? I, I have no idea. Break out your tissues after more than nine years of operation. The po- Pokemon Global Link, the PGL will terminate service on February 24th, 2020. Aren't they giving away a Muna right now? They are. Get it. The Pokemon Global Link website will also be retired at this time. After PGL service has ended, you will no longer be able to use any gameplay features that require connection to the PGL on your Pokemon Ultra Sun, your Pokemon Ultra Moon, your Pokemon Sun, or your Pokemon Moon games. You will still be able to use other online functionality apart from the PGL listed below. So wait, what? What was Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon using on the PGL? I will. I will let you know. Please do let me know. Oh boy! Pokemon here we go. Sword and Pokemon Shield will provide service services similar to the PGL rating battles and online competition features, and will be available to play via the Nintendo Switch. However, note. That a Nintendo Switch Online member, uh, Nintendo Switch Online, in parentheses, paid service is required to participate in online competitions. Thank you for using the PGL, and we hope you continue to enjoy PGL services until the end. Okay, so this is what's going to happen on February 24th. Keep in mind, Pokemon Home is supposed to come out in February. No date, but... The global link shuts down on the 24th, so I don't know. And Pokemon Day is the 27th. I don't know. Pick a day in February, probably around there. 
Maybe sooner. All right, so this is what's going to happen on the 24th. 3ds.pokemon-gl.com cannot be used. That website will be defunct. PGL login slash new user registration, out of the question. Link game software, you better believe you won't be able to use that. Games... I don't even know what that means. <laughs> game, <laughs> game sync. Unfortunately, no more game sync. Game sync ID insurance. Uh-uh. That's gone. Free battle. Use it all you want. Doesn't require the PGL. You want to battle against somebody's six shiny hacked Zera Aura? More, you're more than welcome. The Pokemon company encourages it. Sweet. Rating battles. Out of the question. How dare you? No more ratings. Out of the question. Online competitions? Nope, 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 We're charging for that now. Nintendo paid online service. You got to pay to online compete. No longer free. Out of the question. Friendly competitions? No. Kinda. You're not allowed to use QR codes. Yeah. However, you can use a code which you have saved for the image elsewhere. So get your QR code scan now. If you want to do that, friendly online competitions via the internet. I got two letters for you. N-O. No. <laughs> All right. Distribution regulations. There's a triangle here that means warning information viewed via the PGL website cannot be viewed after the closure. This function itself does not use the PGL, so you can continue to use it. Oh, I see what they're saying. If you've downloaded the the regulation rules, they can still be used. But you can't get new ones. Communication battles local wireless can always be used. Safe, safe to safe to trade. This is the big one here. Communication trading GTS. What's Greg's favorite way to trade? Yep, it's the best. Information viewed via the PGL website cannot be viewed after closure, but this function itself does not use the PGL. So it can be continued, so it can continue to be used for the time being. <laughs> it's their actual words. So GTS is safe. Same for Wonder Trade. For now. Safe. Does not make use of the, P the PGL. Communication trading infrared. Will, we can still trade locally. Nice. Thank goodness. QR rental teams. QR codes can no longer be used. However, if you have saved QR codes, you are fine. Don't delete them, though. Battle videos. This does not make use of the PGL. Uh, so you are allowed to save your battle videos still. That is everything that is happening Ugh. when the PGL shuts down. I hope no one listening to the show got a heart attack. Well, I just need to um, output my records of like all my playthrough records that are stored on the PGL to a PDF, and then I'll have them forever. Yep. That's how you do it. How will we know what the most petted Pokemon is? The P I, yeah, it's, I know. If the PGL oh. is shutting down. It's Sylveon. I think it's still Incineroar. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it was ever not Incineroar. Rip. The PGL was not great. No, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't horrible. I mean, it was better than a lot of things. 
it was it was definitely restricting in in the sense of um like competitions and distributions right like if you wanted to participate in the everyone hatch a million eggs you had to go to the pgl first link your game talk to the lady in the festival plaza for her to game sync that's what are we going to say that the way that they made it work was a bit clunky sure like there were a lot of steps they were very very protective of their free service for children so yeah there was some clunkiness to it but once you knew how to do it it wasn't terrible is is the new way easier sure you're also paying 20 bucks for it so now you know where your money went I would I, I would always pay twenty dollars for convenience. Well, so the my issue is the nice thing about the PGL was there was one website that you could go to yes. and then you could see like all your records, you could see about competitions and all your milestones and everything were uploaded there. I mean, a lot of people didn't know that they could look there to see their <laughs> milestones, but and I don't know if there's a website like a corresponding website any longer. Pokemon Home. Maybe. You're um, making a lot of promises about Pokemon Home, and when they don't deliver, I'm going to be real sad. Okay. I, that's my that's my jam, making you real sad for the promises. 306 million Pokemon, as of this recording, traded via the GTS in the Sun and Moon games. Wow. How and many? Ultra. 306 million. And then there's a picture of Poplio. <laughs> so I think actually what they're saying is 306 Pop million Poplio got traded. Pokemon Refresh number one is Incineroar still. Yeah, I guess that's like kind of the weird thing with uh, Sword and Shield is like I'm at the PGL right now. I can see the uh, most used QR teams for double battles. Uh, that's available here. Uh, they all include Landorus. Spoiler. Um, I can see the rating battles for trainer ratings of all match formats. I can see somebody's Japanese name and they have 7,000 points. Spoiler, they're all Japanese names except for this one person named Sun. I can see some news. Look, the GDL is real garbage. You know how hard it was to redeem and sign up for those Tapu Coco, Tapu Lela events? They didn't make it clear. Not hard. No, it was like four clicks. Oh no, the four clicks. And that's that's if you got the four clicks like if you if you knew exactly where to click. Look, it took me forever to get my Muna. Cuz when you click on the like notification Muna is here, it takes you to a different webpage which explains it to you but doesn't tell you how to get it. Yeah, that sounds about right for the global link. Cuz it's like, oh, you clicked the raw, you were supposed to click the like, the mini text in the upper left-hand corner. It was it was fine. It, like nine years is way too long to keep a single system. <laughs> True. I mean, think of how many games we've gone through in those nine years that it's been supporting. Like six. Hopefully, Pokemon Home has something. I hope so. It's gonna have all these great records. It's gonna tell you how many shinies you got, how many raids you did, how many friends you have. It's gonna be brilliant. How many shuffles you shuffled. It's gonna be all of your home stuff. All the home. It's a home of home. Uh, okay, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll end with Pokemon of the Week and Question of the Week. We will be right back. I love Beats so much. Uh, okay, I will give you Beats, because I will take Brussels sprouts. Really I Brussels. love Brussels sprouts. Carrot. Brussels sprouts. Mushrooms. Brussels sprouts. Carrot. Brussels sprouts. Legume. You know, I've had a lot of 
of vegetables and I hate almost all of them. I don't know if I have a Brussels sprout. I think if I was to pick a favorite. Last bit of news here, Pokemon TCG Alolan Sandslash GX Box, now available. Uh, it includes one promo card of Alolan Sandslash GX, one oversized promo card, four booster packs, and a code card for the Pokemon trading card game online. Not Sword and Shield, but it's if you love Sandslash, they put it on a box. Is it good? I don't think it's particularly uh, good. HP <laughs> has ability Spiky Shield. If this Pokemon is your active Pokemon and is damaged by an opponent's attack, even if this Pokemon is knocked out, put three damage counters on the attacking Pokemon. Oh. And it has Frost Breath for a blue and two colorless, but they got rid of double colorless energy, right? Yeah. Yeah, for 120. And then it's got a GX It move. and the Pokemon Global Link left together. Wow. Uh, Spiky Storm GX, this attack does 100 damage to each of your opponent's Pokemon uh, that has any damage counters on it. Bummer. So. Doesn't sound good. If you combine it with something that does, like, spreads damage and moves damage around, sure. It looks like, oh, I'm seeing from the picture. You got two Cosmic Eclipse. Those are good. Unified Mind's also good. But I can see back there, upper left, (laughs) they're sticking in a pack of Steam Siege. (laughs) Not good. Not good. Look, not everything can be winners. Uh, As somebody who is still bitter about getting three Crimson Invasion cards at the Pokemon World Championships... You're absolutely right. We all can't be winners here. They give me possibly the worst three booster packs that was printed in the last two years. Crimson Invasion is like I I have it's been seven months. I've still not opened those packs because they're worth at least three dollars sealed. They are worth nothing if I open Aww. them. Oh but boy. Who are you gonna sell them to? Look, I gotta let them age next to my ancient Mew, Greg. Hopefully one day <laughs> Buzzwell GX will shine again. I pity your great-grandchildren who are gonna be like, we got this box of useless cards from our ancestor. Burn them for fuel. Oh, uh, man. Uh, hold on. Crimson Invasion. I'm trying to find a single... Uh, Crimson Invasion Booster Pack, $3.11 on TCG Player. Yep, yep. Oh. They are, and I think Buzzwall, Buzzwall GX is worth like three fifty, maybe, and Beastring is like $0.80, cents, and those are the two best cards from that set. <laughs> well, let me see. Let me see <laughs> what's the best, mo- the best, most expensive card in the set right now. It's not on page one. Uh, let's see. Why are there only two pages? Oh, wait, I've got to look at it differently. I apologize. Um, wow, how old is Crimson, Crimson Invasion? A little over a year, I want to say. Because it has dropped off of uh, the main TCG player. Yeah, it rotated. Uh, it did rotate as of August. There we go. It's part of the Sun and Moon series. Though. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Here we go. Price high to low. It's not that old. 
Uh, okay, so there was a secret water energy yeah. that is worth twenty one dollars and seventy eight cents. A secret Gyarados GX is eighteen oh five. Well, the water energy is worth more than the Gyarados GX. But you can have these in there. I open those packs. Open those packs. There's not a lot of reasons why Alolan Sandslash should get its own box. It's not like full art Lusamine. You know, it's not like like they're doing any Alolan Sandslash promotion in movies or TV shows or games. I feel like the only reason they do this is they're like, how can we re? How can we sell these booster packs again? <laughs> well, like, that's, we, that's we it. Like we've got thousands of packs of Steam Siege Steam lying Siege. around. How can we get rid of them? <laughs> and we need to get rid of them. So I want to do some more research on this. Uh, the because I, I skipped all of the X and Y series because uh, I left the TCG when Plasma Freeze uh, and all the Plasma cards um, started. Uh, flooding the markets when that was black and white too. Uh, but the X and Y is what introduced Mega Evolution, and near the end of the X and Y set, they they produced a a set called X and Y Evolutions, which was a reprinting. Uh, ironically, this came around. This came out around Pokemon Go. Uh, it it was a reprinting of the the base set, so like Charizard and Chansey and all the original cards got reprinted. And slightly modified. Um, they were all still bad. But, uh, except I think the Mewtwo is okay. But they reprinted that. And I guess they probably expected, because of Pokemon Go, um, that these cards would sell well because of nostalgia. But there are still, to this day, including XY evolutions in, like, hidden in tins. Like, when you go to the store and you're like, ah, they got a new tin of uh, Sun, Sun and Moon. Or, sorry, like, I'm sure... When the Sword and Shield stuff comes out, I'm confident that they will somehow find a way to stick XY Evolutions behind all those other cards. <laughs> so you're like, ah, cool, six booster packs, four Sword and Shield, uh, Seam Siege and XY Evolutions. Uh, you know, honestly, I would take Steam Siege over Crimson Invasion. Steam Siege at least had, like, opinions. mega something, I don't know. It had something in it. Just open your packs and catch... Open the packs, catch the throw. Look, it's like a loot box. You don't want to open the bad loot boxes. What are you yeah, going to do How with do you them? know if it's a bad loot box until you open it? God, this is a good point. It's like Schrodinger's Look, I've loot enough box Pokemon until Go. you open it. I know it's any, bad any seven... Oh, we didn't talk about this. We got to talk about this real quick. Okay. They released Darumaka in Pokemon Go. You're yeah. the rad, all the red Pokemon. They're restricting it to 7k eggs. Ew. Not only that, but they decided to make more red Pokemon appear in 7k eggs. So not only do you have to open 7k eggs for Darumaka, they put Wurmple, Vulpix, Shuckle in 7k eggs alongside it. You know how many Vulpix I'm seeing? And you expect me to walk seven kilometers <laughs> to possibly get another Vulpix? That's did you unreal. Get a, uh, did you get a party hat Wurmple yet? I did. I got two of them. Okay, because Greg and I both have them. At least party hat Wurmple was cute. There is not a fiber in my body that wants to buy incubators for Daramuka. Well, then don't buy incubators. Just I'm use not. the one that they I'm, give you. I'm making a stand. The, here's the thing about the one you give me. Let, let me tell you what, what I have for eggs. A stand. Let me let me okay, so I have I have my one free incubator. 
and it's it's incubating a 5k egg. Let me tell you my other's eggs. 5k egg, 5k egg, 5k egg. I have another 5k egg and a 5k egg. I have, look, I have six 5k eggs right now. Let me tell you what's in them. All garbage. By the time I get through <laughs> maybe four of these 5k eggs, this event will be over. So either well, throw I throw them away and just get seven keys. I can't throw it. You can't throw away eggs. You got to hatch them. Well, I mean, I can hatch two 5Ks a day with minimal effort, so... Okay, look, Mr. Legs. Some of us... <laughs> Mr. Legs, okay. <laughs> Some of us doesn't, don't leave our house. Some of us don't move, thank I you very much. I work from home. I literally, most of yeah, my day is walking like from my bedroom eight, to my You live office. on floor 18. Five. And you gotta walk down all these stairs. That's at least two 7K eggs a flight. <laughs> really? Stairs don't count. No. Stairs count. I'm almost positive stairs count for hatching eggs. You're walking around in a circle. It's like, nah, you're cheating the system. Yeah, maybe. It adds, it adds steps to the I cake. I am just saying, at least Party Hat Wurmple could have been shiny. And at least there was other decent things. In, there's not a lot of decent things in 7K eggs. Mm -mm. But you could have got, like, Vulpix. Uh, Alolan Vulpix. You could have got, I don't know. There's a couple other things. You could have got I'm babies. How are you going to be when I get my Dar Darumaka? You could have got like shiny Iggly buff. But the fact that they took out all the baby Pokemon and then put in Vulpix and Shuckle and Wurmple? Uh uh. This, is, this might be the worst thing they've done. Maybe not the worst. It's Neantic. But it's, uh, it's yeah. up there. <laughs> I will wait on Darumaka. All right, question of the week. How do Magikarps jump so very high? Could a Beedrill really fly? Thoughts like these, they all could be question of the week. Well, that was lovely. Although, um, can I put in a bid for some Cole Porter, please? Yep, you got Thank it. You. Uh, do you have a favorite? Uh, so in love is always good from okay. Kiss Me Kate. Got it. Patrick writes in and says, if the host of the podcast were characters in Pokemon Masters, who would be your partner Pokemon? Uh, Will Victini. <laughs> no, you can't have a legendary mythical. Yeah, you can. Oh. Yeah, Giovanni is Mewtwo. Yeah. Well, I don't think anyone has a mythical Pokemon yet. Isn't Sogaleo? No, that's legendary. The legendary. Oh. Mm. I still stand. The first one added in. First one added. Wait, Will, what would you have besides Victini? What would be your uh, what would be your non-legendary, non-mythical Pokemon that you would want people to represent you by? To associate Vile Plume. Vile Plume. Does somebody have that already? I think Erica does. Yes, yeah. Erica has Vile Plume. Well, she took my Vile Plume. Yeah, she I took do it. Love me a Vile Plume. I know. Gardenia took my Roserade, so I'm pretty uh, angry about that. Could I get a Florges? Yeah, I don't think anyone has Florges. Although I'll wouldn't Florges. uh wouldn't Trevor get Florges if they ever introduced Trevor? Trevor's the red hair kid, right? He was completing his Pokedex. Did he not have Florges? Or am I misremembering X and Y? Somebody when you fight somebody on the bridge near the end of that game, I know the story is riveting in X and Y. But this you, is like six years ago. Somebody <laughs> has one of your eighteen friends in X and Y, one of them has Florges. Well, I mean, one of them has one of every Pokemon. It's like, I got to get there first. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was Trevor. 
Rabambi. Can I have Rabambi? No, that's uh. Wait, what does yeah. Mina have? No, Mina has Granbull. Well, I'm not 100% sure why, actually. Yeah, no, you can you can have Rabambi. Yeah, you can have because um, Mina didn't take it. For some weird reason. <sighs> yeah, that's that, that choice is weird. Uh, Greg, what would you have? Well, I can't pick Rose Raid, yep. which makes me angry. Uh, so I am going to go with Bolton. Okay, all right, oh, all nice, right, all right. Nice. Yeah, I don't think any sword and shield character would have no. that. I'm going to take it as my good, good doggo. Okay, all right. I think mine's easy. Basculin. <sighs> no. Yep. That would Steve be my... Basculin. That would a, be my... You're, a, you're the first two-star sync pair. <laughs> He's going to have Cramorant. <laughs> yeah, it would be the Cram! Yeah. Man, I love you, the Cram. Did you see that gif of like the, the four. gym battle with four Cramorants yeah! with Pikachus in their oh throats? Oh my gosh. The Pokemon company producing really um, amazing retweetable content out there. I wish I could do that. I did the uh, Galar Newcomers. I just picked uh, six random Pokemon just to get my loss for my 50 battle points. I was very satisfied, even though I lost very quickly. That I was able to dive with my Cramorant, get a fish in my mouth, and then shoot it out before my, as I died. You didn't get the Pikachu? The Pikachu one nah, makes me laugh. Yeah, I didn't get the Pikachu. I got the Barracuda. Barric- uh, it was good, though. I, I died a noble death. Uh, yeah, mine would be the Cramorant. Uh, if I couldn't pick Cramorant, uh, I think I would want Chimeco. I had to do like a non-Gen 8 Pokemon. I would do Chimeco. Why Chimeco? I like Chimeco. It's lucky. I mean, I like Chimeco too, but Chimeco's it's just like... like budget Jirachi. <sighs> All right, well, Pokemon of the week. This is going to be awful. Uh, well, so our, was... our last Pokemon of the week, it wasn't a Pokemon. Uh, and it was about a resident of Anastar City. So you had to think about Anastar City. Uh, with the trinity of Sigilyph, Sigilyph, whatever you want to call it, Slowking, Meowstic Female, and uh, they are known for their cloak with a star-filled pattern and a bracelet that can hold two wrists. And they had a TCG card that worked like Switch, except it healed whatever Pokemon was sent to the bench. Who's that being? It's... Brongzong. It's not a Pokemon. It's Whoa. Olympia. Brongzong's like a bell. It's Olympia. I don't know what had me thinking about Olympia two weeks ago, but there was some reason why. <laughs> Olympia? Yeah. The gym leader from yeah, Star City. know what she is. <laughs> Do you? Yeah, she had, the, she had a pretty decent gym. Yeah. Did she appear in the anime, right? She did several times. Uh, did she? Because, uh, did she yeah, have a good voice? The, the thing was, uh, yeah. Well, she had like a very like I'm like outer spacey, otherworldly Okura mm. kind of uh, voice. Um, but the main thing in the anime was she had one vision of uh, Ash Greninja, um, and then she also had a vision about what was going to happen with uh, Zygarde. Uh, but also, what was cool was. Um, because the Mega Evolution specials were simultaneous to that season of the X and Y anime, she had a vision about uh, Groudon on Kyogre, and she told Kalos they gave them the information so that they could protect themselves from that 
a particular event as it was occurring. So there you go. Apparently she speaks almost entirely in haiku. Yeah, in Japanese. Does she not do that in the English anime? Uh, it's harder to make haiku in English. So, no, in the game, not not in the anime. In the anime, she just spoke. Oh, okay. Yeah. okay. In, in the game, the she here. speaks in haiku. Her, what would her Pokemon Masters thing be? Meowstic, right? Yeah. Sigilith? Yeah, but Sigilith is not as Gen 5. Right. Yeah, you have to like... It's outside of her gen. Uh, Well, I mean, they already messed up Mina. They absolutely did. (laughs) Wait, I'm going to look at Mina. She doesn't use a Grand Bowl at all, does she? Yeah, she does. Oh, she sure does. Oh, she she does? does. Okay, I don't remember the Grand Bowl. Uh, I'm... mm, Meowstic, sure. I still think she should be Sigilith. Okay, when you battle her in Sun and Moon, she uses a Klefki, a Granbull, a Shenotic, a Wigglytuff, and a Rabambi. In the Gauntlet battle, she uses the same thing. In Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, she uses Mawile, Granbull, Rabambi. Pre-Hall of Fame in Let's Go, she uses Jigglypuff and Mr. Mime. And then post-Hall of Fame, she uses Mr. Mime, Wigglytuff, and a lowland nine tails. Because that's fairy ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Real good against dragons. Wish I had that in my battle against Ryan. Remember? Yeah, I don't remember the uh, Gramble at all. But okay. It's pink. No, yep. I know what Gramble looks like. <laughs> <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's our that's our episode. Excuse uh, me. What? I gotta oh, give them a sorry. new Pokemon of the week. Well, you threw me off with the non Pokemon. All right, so this one is a Pokemon. Um, Pokemon. And so, uh, as I was leaving the gym this morning uh, and had my music on shuffle, a uh, song by our wonderful friend Nicholas Burgess uh, came up. Um, and it's a song called, uh, I think the name of the song is Some Ladies. And it's from his best album, in my opinion, uh, King of Another Dimension. So I rewrote the lyrics of some ladies for to to reference a particular Pokemon. And the challenge is now you have to go and listen to that song and then hear this particular phrasing as that song. You get you get what I'm throwing down there, Greg? I am sure. <laughs> is it on Spotify? I'm I'm sure it's on Spotify. Right. King of Another Dimension's been out since 2013, so <clears throat> I did not give this one a uh title, but I guess the title of this would be called Some Babies. Uh some babies want a party hat. Some babies want smoochy kiss. Some babies want to evolve when you manage to get high friendship. Some want competitive, some want cute charm friend guard and some babies want to fill it with air and sing out very bad and some babies want to sing not all of them want to charm and some of them want a defense curl pound sweet kiss or copycat some babies want a party hat some babies want smoochy kiss some babies want to hatch from an egg knowing the move perish song some want competitive some want cute charm friend guard and some babies want to fill with air and sing out very bad and some babies want to sing, not all of them want to charm, and some of them want a defense curl, pound, sweet kiss, or copycat. Some babies want a party hat, some babies want smoochy kiss, some babies want to evolve when you manage to get high friendship, 
Some want competitive, some want cute charm, friend guard. And some babies want to fill with air and sing out very bad. And some babies want to sing, not all of them want to charm. And some of them want a defense curl, pound, sweet kiss, or copycat. That's, that, that'll get you there. <laughs> I'm there. I'm looking it up on Spotify. Oh, uh, it's a good song. <laughs> not the way I wrote it. <laughs> All right, that's our episode. Couple, couple house cleaning things before we wrap up here. I have been uploading these episodes to YouTube. So for whatever reason, if this is your first episode or uh, you found this via YouTube, uh, well, I guess thank you. If you are, if if YouTube just happens to be easier than you, I guess I will keep uploading until. Either no one is listening anymore or it becomes a hassle. I don't know. It seems to be going okay. We uploaded episodes before on YouTube because people asked for it and then it didn't seem like people were listening. So try it again. Last couple episodes have been on YouTube. This will be on YouTube as well. Uh, I'm going to try to start uh, cutting some content from streams. Obviously, I, I stream every day on Twitch, twitch.tv slash pkmncast. But, you know, some people want extra content, but they also don't want to sit through a six-hour stream. So I'm going to try to start highlighting some of the funny or educational or best content from the streams and moving it over to YouTube. So even if... Educational. Yeah, I was, I was air-quoting so hard for that section. Let me teach you... No. ...about Incineroar. No. Another reason to do the YouTube. YouTube, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, all the same now. P-K-M-N-C-A-S-T. All the same, very easy. It's almost Congrats. like it's like the name of the website. Went up like 100 follows on YouTube since we started uploading these episodes. So clearly, I don't know, somebody's, somebody's listening to it on YouTube. So thank you. Yeah. Also, for some reason, we have more Patreons than we've ever had in the history of Patreon. So thank you. We're almost at 450 unique patrons. Um, well, thank them. We're, yeah, yeah, we're just shy of 450. So, thank you a ton, a lot. I feel like we don't do that enough. That's on me. Uh, but to anyone who has supported in the past, or who is currently supported, or even who's made it to the end of the episode, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. It means a lot. Uh, I don't know. Maybe we can push for 500 patrons this year. That'd be super, super cool. But I guess we'll see. Uh, I always set my expectations real low. The way to live life. Uh, <laughs> uh, we'll be back next week uh, with some more Pokemon stuff. We still have not talked about Mystery Dungeon DX. I promise you, we will. Uh, I know we that game. Talked about Temtem. Uh, we have not talked about Temtem. Uh, I have played. We've, I've talked. I've talked about Temtem when I played it six months ago. I haven't played it yet, so it's going to be a bit. But uh, I do think Temtem is worth talking about, just comparing it to Pokemon. Um, but look. Always next week. That's what we always say. This yep. has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are... Super effective. Super St. Louis is the crying capital of the United States. They have good pizza, though.
I I have never been there officially. It's, it's, and they got good barbecue. We got plans then. Like every podcast on the internet, we are supported by Patreon. A shout out to all the producer level or higher patrons, starting with Pancakes, Anthony, Noah, Patrick, Jetsy, Alex, Catherine, Pat Matrick, Jeffrey, Kevin, and Cygnus. Thank you so much for the support. If you would also like to support and join our Slack community, you can do so over at ise.cash. Or the link is in the show notes below. I guess it's below if you're holding your phone. Well, or maybe not. Anyways, isc.cash is the easiest way to go there. Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. We will see you next week.